I'm so misunderstood. I'm I'm a I'm a musician of my time and or big CEO. I hope that someday they make a great biopic about my life and everybody will love it and it won't be cookie cutter at all. Oh, hi, Jackson. Yeah, well, I understand how you feel because I'm a, a writer of epic fantasy. And, uh, you know, someday maybe someone will make a movie of my life <laughs> and it'll be, you know, the most amazing movie ever. If they I don't am- even have to change anything, they can just show clips of me hanging out with my friends oh, and hi, wooing the hi, girlfriend. Hi, guys. Uh, uh, George R. R. Martin here. And uh, uh, when they make my biopic, most of it will be me sitting on my ass. Let's hope that never happens. I don't ever want the George R. R. Martin biopic. Uh, yeah. I mean, Please. it would be pretty boring. Just about as boring as a couple of uh, ones that we saw this week. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's the topic. Uh, uh are biopics inherently boring, shall we say? Yeah. Is that the topic? That All is right. the topic for this week on Bored and Annoyed. I'm home at the movies. And I'm Jackson. And welcome. Bored and Annoyed. Uh, so, uh, news, though. There's a lot of news. There's so much news. We're going to start off with something a little somber, a little sad. Sure. Uh, Peter Mayhew, uh, known famously as Chewbacca, uh, has passed away at 74. Yeah, that is sad. It's just, yeah, I don't know. It, it's hard with him because it's like that's all he's known for. Right. You know, like I don't know his personality. I've never, you know. All I know is that apparently everybody who knew him loved him. He was like apparently a gentle giant, just a lovable guy. Well, and I don't know. I mean, it's always possible that he needed the money, but I know he was at Star Wars Celebration last month, apparently in rough ass shape. Yeah, like, well, he's apparently sick. He was apparently right. sick. Yeah, yeah, and he still did it. So, I mean, it's uh, it's probably more likely that he just did it for the fans, mm. which I appreciate. Right. You know, so that kind of shows what kind of a guy he is, I think. Yeah. I can't imagine in his situation that he needed, you know, he probably knew, like, it's coming to an end. Right. You know, so it's kind of cool that he did that. So I think we should do uh, a traditional um, uh, a chewy chant. A kashik. Yes. A kashik chant. Kind of like the uh, Christmas special. Oh, no. <laughs> we don't want to remember that. Oh, okay. That's not how we want to remember him. All right. But no, I think we could do a... Uh, what do you what do you think? Let's, Just a, let's, a, let's, like a random uh, bolt yeah, at the same time. Yeah, let's go. Right. I, it sound like like Mike Chowalski or whatever his name is from. <laughs> Look at the levels on the recording. <laughs> uh, but no, you know what? Just take that, cut it out, and put the real one in, and then we'll look really good. I'm putting this in, but <laughs> just so people can see behind the veil, right? But uh, no, rest in peace, rest in Chewy peace, Chewbacca. We will miss you. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so we've got some trailer time. Trailer time. Oh, we're jumping right trailer into trailer time. time. We're, yeah. we're starting with trailer time. We're going to start with trailer time okay. and get back to news. Got to switch it up sometimes. Yeah, we'll see. So uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah, I think it looks good. We I'm got excited. a pretty cool little trailer there. Spoiler warning at the beginning. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I like that, though. I yes. mean I mean, it's it's not. I mean, the other option is you just somehow completely dodge that in your trailer. But that kind of sounds like the most interesting aspect of the movie. So, yes. Plus, you know, like, oh, 
Endgame made $2 billion. We probably want to tie this to the biggest movie ever made. Absolutely. Yeah. So it makes sense. I mean, it seemed like a, a little bit of a Sony move. We're like, we got to ride the high of the Marvel Universe. Yeah. That's let's the take whole advantage reason of that. Why we have this deal. Um, yeah. I really like seeing Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, I can't wait. I love the red and black suit. I love the just straight spy suit that he gets. That looks pretty cool. Um, and I do love the Peter dealing with the death of Tony. Yes. That'll be the most interesting thing. I think. Yes. I'm uh, hoping so. They, they correct me if I'm wrong, but they're introducing like multiverses in this, right? That is where the real discussion lies. So is Sony trying to like backdoor away Absolutely. to get the spider verse thing in here? Absolutely. And how do you feel about that? Um, I feel like this is dog shit. Really? I don't, I, I, so I'm of two minds on this. Uh, the multiverse is something that is inevitable with the Marvel universe. It's inevitable with any comic book universe. It they kind of set it up like in a way in Endgame. Too. Absolutely. Um, and I guess spoilers for that movie. I guess, but we're discussing a trailer I mean, that discusses spoilers. Now that we spoilers. know how much money it's made, right? Uh, odds are pretty good that everybody's seen it. I but, hope you saw. But it. you're right. We won't go into too deep of spoilers. But. Uh, but the thing that gets me about that is like, okay, so we've got the multiverse. This could be great um, or it could get really convoluted for, you know, the the average moviegoer. Right. Um, so that's dangerous. Okay. But I'm kind of wondering if – so Mysterio is known to be a trickster. He, he has, you know, um, uh, illusions. Sure. For, you know, so it, maybe he's lying. Maybe he's – now – I'm going to take this a step further than parts of the internet and go, maybe Sam Jackson isn't even there. Maybe Sam Jackson or Nick Fury is really a hologram or maybe that they get chameleon in this movie. That'd be neat. That, you know, and it's like a way to trick Spider-Man or whatever. I don't know what his goal is. I don't know what his aim is, but I mean, you took somebody who's known for illusions and you made him come from the multiverse. I'm not sure if that, is going to be real or not? Well, clearly he's going to be one of these like kind of, you're. He's going to be acting like he's a friend and he's really a foe type right. character. So it would make sense. But if it is the multiverse, we got some really cool things that could happen. Right? We could have Toby show up in this movie. Toby McGuire. Yeah, we could have us. We could have a <laughs> yeah, real Spider Verse. Um, Andrew Garfield. I mean, everybody wants it. <laughs> Uh, you know what I want? Uh, I want like uh, OG Green Goblin Willem Dafoe to show up in the movie. That would be sweet. Let's bring him into the Marvel universe. Um, but then my other thought is, is like you could go really deep and really personal with the character. Like what if, if, if this multiverse thing is real, what if Uncle Ben comes through from another universe? Oh, there you go. And we finally get to meet the Marvel universe Uncle, Uncle Ben. Yeah. Sure. I mean, you could do a bunch of stuff with that. I mean, there's some really personal ways that you could really. I mean, Tony walks through from another universe for all we know, you know? Yeah, but his contract's probably. His contract's probably up. Yeah. But I mean, the potentials are kind of limitless on this one. So. Yeah, I'm excited to see it. I want it. I kind of want it both ways. You know what I mean? Because I don't want Venom and I don't want Morbius associated with this shit. Sure. Here's a question. Hmm. It's gonna have. It's gonna be riding that Avengers wave, right? Right. Um, Billion dollars. I, I would assume it's not gonna make like Avengers or Infinity War money. No. But 
will it be the highest standalone Spider-Man movie? Yes. Marvel movie. Oh, outside, uh, outside of the Avengers. I kind of doubt it because that means it has to beat, uh, I believe it's Black Panther with like 1.34 oh, yeah. yeah. or right. something. Black Panther. That's like the, that's the wild card one. It, it probably but could it be Captain Marvel. I think it could beat Captain Marvel. Okay. I think the chat, I think that's like a coin flip on it being okay. Captain Marvel because the only, I would. Captain Marvel had the going into Avengers right. momentum. This, this has, will have the coming out of Ove- yeah, Avengers momentum. Exactly. The only thing that makes me doubt if maybe it can hit Captain Marvel is that we've seen Spider-Man so many times. Sure. But this does have the Endgame association. Yeah, but anybody who saw Endgame, like the Spider-Man moments were pretty big at the end. They like, were. They were. Yeah. So, so I, I completely agree. Yeah. Uh, this, yeah. Hopeful. Um, and it has Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Bring your the universe office. gets better. I would agree. Just with him in it. Uh, I really, 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 I mean, can you imagine if they really do a Sinister Six and it's Jake Gyllenhaal, Michael Keaton, they get one more big name and then you got a couple, you know. Well, they haven't even gotten into the villains we've already seen either. Like they haven't, they haven't gone to like Dr. Octopus. Or, no. And I don't think that they're going to, you think they're just going to completely dodge them. They're going to try and do everything that hasn't been done before, okay. before they touch on those ones. That's tough. If Cause they, I really like those the green goblin and Dr. Octopus are fucking awesome. They're the best. Yeah. Right. Like literally. <laughs> and I hate what happened to the lizard because the lizard is actually a really cool villain. Oh, he was so terrible, but he was awful oh, in that movie. Yeah. But uh, let's see what else. Um, oh, <laughs> the 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 social media is just all a buzz over this movie. Gotta go fast. Oh, Sonic. Gotta go fast. That might have been the worst looking trailer I have seen. I, I one of what? the worst I've ever seen for like a big budget like real movie. Right. So, Coolio. Like that was your Gangsters, choice. Yeah, it makes. Well, so, yeah. Is that OK? People that played Sonic were of like when that came out, they were right. of the age that played Sonic. Right. That's the only thing I could think of. Right. A, right. Like, do you yeah, associate the, Sonic with like Gangster's Paradise? No, no, no. Yeah, I would agree. I what I don't get is is this is in the vein of some really bad movies. This whole like come to the real world thing is it never works. Yeah, like Smurfs. Garfield. Garfield. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, let's go real old school. The original Mario Brothers movie. Oh, my God. I mean. Yeah, why wouldn't you make a Sonic movie just like a 3D animated movie? Right. Yeah. Like, every, but ever since Toy Story came out, people have been like, oh, we can do video game movies yeah, now. Yeah, you could. Right. Oh, and what's it called? Kind of did it successfully. Uh Wreck-It Ralph Wreck-It sort Ralph. of does that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, so why wouldn't they? And Sonic, is he in Wreck-It Ralph? I feel he like is he's in for, it. for like a brief shot. Yeah. So why don't you do like a Sonic movie? Where he like, looks where like Sonic. Well, or he is that character from the Wreck-It Ralph movies. Could do you it. You just do like a, a side Wreck-It Ralph movie, but it's Sonic. Right. I can't. No, believe. you just make the ugliest. I mean, we got we can't dodge that bullet. It's no, the worst it's character just, design. Oh my god. It's hideous. I love the fact that the director went to Twitter and he was like, "We've heard the cries." How did you not like why did you fast? Why did you even need to hear the cries? Right. Though? You are delusional if right. you looked at that and thought it looked good. And then the worst part is is and this is like 
I don't know what part of me this is, but this is this is the part of me that some people don't like, which is the people who are going to be redesigning and re like fixing Sonic's fixing design. It, yeah, they're under they're below the line help, which usually means they don't get paid overtime. So the director coming out and saying, "Oh, we're going to redesign." It oh, you fucks mean you're going to get them over? Yeah, because now they've got hundred hour work weeks, and they're not going to get paid overtime for it because a lot of these CG uh, houses. They get signed for the job, and however long the job takes, that's how long it takes to do I hope the job. There's someone who has some experience in this that listens to this, because I would like to hear how that works. Because right. you're right, that does seem fucked up. I mean, I don't know if that's right. still no, exactly. how it is, I, but when it I makes was, sense what you're saying. When I was in college, that's what we learned. Oh, I mean, God. so I mean, yeah, that's fucked. Although they fucked him up in the first place. Right. Some animator had to have been sitting there oh, going, sure. like, this is hideous. I mean, there are literally hundreds on this. I bet you the overwhelming majority was like, I, mean, I can't believe it. it's just a job, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And are, it's like, are you going to lose your job, like, trying to redesign Sonic? And, like, you know, what's funny, too. You can feel that in the animation when it's just a job. And right. when, like, so, there's a passionate team behind it. Like, you right. think about, like, shit like, you know lord of the rings not just animation but special effects in general right like you can tell peter jackson and the crew at like weta or whatever the fuck it was yeah Yeah. you know that they just fucking were like they wanted to nail it absolutely movie is a throwaway nobody gives a fuck movie right and it could have been i mean i'm not i'm not gonna say you're gonna get the same sort of passion for sonic as you would lord of the rings because there's no No, but you can make it good you could but you could, yeah, you could get people excited because they're like, oh, this is going to be a fun little movie. But no, you made like, I mean, James Marston, what's going on with you, man? He's just losing it. I just feel so bad for him. I mean, why does he keep doing <laughs> this room to in himself? The MCU for him. There absolutely yeah. is. I mean, it's no wonder. I mean, a, a few weeks ago, he was like, oh, I'll come back as Cyclops. Of course you will. You're yeah. doing Sonic. You're doing Sonic and your character in Westworld was awful in the yeah. second season. Not his fault. But no. still, but still awful. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. True. Sonic is his fault, though. Well, kind I mean, of. I mean, yeah. he needs a job. But... You read the script. Right. I mean, what are you doing? I mean, we haven't seen it yet. It looks so bad. And Jim Carrey can go fuck himself. I'm <sighs> sorry. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. I mean, he was straight up 92 shtick. Yeah, he was straight up Ace Venturing all yes. over the place. It was it was horrendous. This is it one is of the horrendous. This is one of the worst trailers. <laughs> well, and who is it for? Right. Who's the movie for? Like, it needs to either like it should be for us, I guess, because we played Sonic, but I guess kids still play Sonic. The smartest thing to do is to make it appeal to children, but also make it appeal to right. adults. Because you I mean, you're just broadening your demographic range. Why would well, you not it, do that? And we've seen how e- like not easily, but how well or and how successful like Pixar or right. DreamWorks with the Shrek movies. Like, yes. you know, there's a way to do that. It's, it's so pretty clear that there's a way to do that. Right. It's yeah. I mean, it's so e- the worst part about this is, is like, it's like somebody had never seen any of these God awful movies before. It was like, it was made in a vacuum. Like right. we're going to make a Sonic movie and he'll come to the real world and he'll look like a real person. The trailer seemed like an April fool's joke. Right. I am astonished. <laughs> I just, I'm blown away. I mean, uh, it huh. looks so bad. 
Yeah, so uh, you can count us among the millions who hated I this. I can't wait to see it, though. It's going to be a train I wreck. I really can't wait to it's see It's going to be it. an absolute train a wreck. A landmark film to How see. How are they going to fit the coin or the rings in? How, do you think it looked gonna... like he used one as like a portal to like go to another. Oh, right. He was like falling off a building right. or something. I don't fucking know. Yeah, that looked awful. The sound effects were like cheesily thrown mm. in there. It just looked terrible. Yeah. Oh, look at that. I took one million steps. Yeah. One of the worst jokes. Just awful. And and I feel really bad for it's uh, John Ralphio from uh, Parks and Rec, who is the voice of him. That's who's the voice? Yes. Oh, God. I feel so bad for him. Don't be suspicious. Don't well, be suspicious. They were probably like, hey, you want to voice Sonic? And he was like, oh, cool. Yeah. Like, that'd be a neat job. Voice and then you Sonic. The, and then you read the script. But they don't give you the script until the day of because you're a voice actor. Ooh. And then you just don't care. And then you, you just, just yeah. Yeah. Then it's just a paycheck. Right. So that looks terrible. That looks terrible. Something that doesn't look terrible. The new it trailer. Yeah, it looks good. I mean, they don't they, they basically the way they did it was kind of an extended clip. It's a clip that was it, it's a it was in the original Tim Curry. Mm-hmm. Like it's a scene that happens where Beverly goes back home. I guess that'll just be right. how I leave it at that. Uh something happens, but they kind of showed you just an extended preview of that scene i've been saying for a while that this is how movies should start marketing themselves is start with basically a full scene that's got a nice little hook you want to see how it goes sure and then you end it with like the montage of like oh here are like the big moments you know now the worry is though now when you see that scene in the movie you've already seen that scene i guess would be the right would be the drawback um actually another movie did that this week brightburn released an extended scene yeah, did yeah. you see that i didn't see that i saw like they released like the he crashed in the woods what made oh, him no. think that we would he would be good that, what i saw was a woman in a diner okay and, like the he comes oh, after he's, her and he's stalking her right he's like after her and something it's a red band trailer and oh. i did not know they were going for the gruesomeness that oh. is revealed in this trailer all right it made me more excited to see it <laughs> Because it's like, I was like, ooh. But yeah, look that up later. Jackson's anyway. like, hashtag my Superman. Yeah, he looks pretty fucking sweet. Zack Snyder <laughs> is full, tight. Snyder's fully on board. <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah, no, it though. So yeah, they have that clip and then they just show, it almost is like a tiny little teaser trailer yeah. at the end. Yep. Um, but you see all the actors as the characters and. You know what I'm kind of wondering is, so this movie has basically an all new cast. Yep. Um, there's a certain segment of the population, you know, you get like the 16 year olds or 17 year olds and under who love to see the movies, horror movies with them in them. Okay. But they're still in it though. They are right. But they, they're not prominent in this first trailer. Sure. I'm kind of wondering if maybe the box office maybe takes a look. Like I, I expect this to open probably bigger than the original but it might not make as much overall yes that could be a fair assessment because like you're targeting teenagers right i mean somebody discovered that horror was for teenagers you know you're supposed to be 17 yeah but really you make your money on like teenagers you know yep so you could be right you could be right about that i i I don't want it to happen because i want this you know i mean it's not like it's going to get a third unless they sure wait who makes this is this sony 
Um, I don't know, but if it's Sony, they could try to juice out a third. Right. Yeah, they'll just ruin it. Yeah. <laughs> Chapter three. How pissed would you be if it ends like that? Chapter three in two years. Oh yeah. yeah no, this has to be it. Yeah. I would say. Ah, it has to be it, eh? Oh, it. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. No, I did that on purpose. Um. Yeah. We were talking about that scene, and and I think maybe it might. It plays a little funny. We were saying that yes. while watching it. Because maybe the editing is a little off. Because well, you're not, you're getting, not the f- getting it in context. Exactly. Right. Exactly. But the fact when she when she shuffles behind him and she's all naked or behind. Uh, yeah, that was a little odd. Like her peeking around. Yeah, that was yeah. funny. It was really <laughs> Although he funny. is a clown. He's a funny guy. Yeah. That's part yep. of his character. So. Yep. Yep. Uh, but yeah, we can go back to to news. Uh, Endgame box office. Uh, number two movie worldwide. Ever. Ever fucking crazy yeah oh did you see that shithead james cameron wrote like a nice note about yeah it it took an iceberg to sink the real titanic and it took the avengers to sink my titanic what a douchebag you talked all that shit now like he he should have proceeded that with i know i said this Mm. and i kind of shit on this whole genre mm-hmm. but now congratulations right you proved me wrong and yeah. i well not so much proved me wrong but do you think this is going to make him go to the drawing board even harder for like avatar 2 and 3 which has been pushed back <sighs> again he's got a problem those are not going to be as big in my opinion there's no way there's because, no way because the yeah the 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 3D gimmick shit, like the reason that movie blew up mm-hmm. was because it looked amazing in the yep. theater, yep. right? Uh, Avatar 2, what are you going to do to up the ante on that? Right. As a visual piece of filmmaking, the first one is amazing. Right. Like as far as how it looks. Right. Well, and everybody wanted to go see it again. And and it it had, you know, months and months and months with no real competition. Uh, there was nothing, never been anything like it. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, there's been everything is like it because it's completely fucking technologically, right? Yeah, uh, exactly. 3D technology. So, so I mean, it's it's one of those things where, and uh, I I don't love talking about Avatar because I don't think it's really. I, I think it's one of James Cameron's worst movies in my opinion. Yeah, but it's still good. It's still a fine movie. Yeah, it's good. It's just I, I not just, great. It's just so stock. But anyways, point is, is like. I think James is snake uh, shaking in his boots a little bit because um, he wants that. You think he likes being that? I mean, I think he, he likes being the king of the box office. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's more likely now that Avengers will like will actually pass Avatar for number one worldwide. Probably won't pass uh, the Force Awakens for uh, domestic number one box office. It'll be number two. Um, they're projecting anywhere from 850 to like 920 okay. in, in the U.S. But, I mean, it's it's almost a foregone conclusion it will beat Titan, or Titanic, Avatar. Avatar. Because it's at two point, well, I mean. 2.23 billion or something last al- that we checked. Yeah, almost right? at almost at 2.35. Okay. So, I mean, and that's going into its third weekend where it's probably going to make another worldwide about another 200 so it's going to be at like about 2.5 2.55 i mean you're telling me it can't make up just a little over 200 million in the rest of its run fuck off yeah so it's happening it's crazy it's absolutely insane um not like we're seeing a dime of it though so it doesn't matter 
So Disney released their uh, their new uh, schedule. Schedule, yeah. So we have alternating Avatar Star Wars years, correct? Seems like it, yeah. Okay. Um, and Avatar is being pushed back. 2021. And we also got a pushback on that, uh, was X, not X-Force. Uh, the, oh, yeah. New Mutants. New Mutants, right, yeah. Another one. Yeah. I'm hoping that that just gets pushed to the, the streaming service and they just bury it so we can get the X-Men back sooner. Yeah, it's really fucking bizarre. Just come out with the goddamn movie. Or just bury it. I'm right. fine with that, too. I don't need to see it. I've, I mean, yeah, but they're not going to do that because they wasted. I guess it wasn't their money. It wasn't they their bought money. the shit. I guess. Exactly. Right. I, I, I mean, I guess. you. No, they'll uh, release it somehow. We'll see. But uh, yeah, I mean, and we're getting looks like they're getting back to three Marvel movies a year again. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean. This is insanity. Oh, Bob Iger also said after like that was released, he said that Marvel will be releasing their uh, their their release schedule or their 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 film slate. Okay, later on this summer. Sweet. So so we'll know. We'll know what's finally, coming. and then we'll spend an entire episode talking about that. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> um, and you know me, I love my uh, bad DC news. Oh God, what do you got this week? <laughs> uh, Batman. Uh, the the new uh, Batman movie that's being pushed back, pushed right? back. Yep, yep. To twenty twenty. All right. So that's fine. I'd rather them push it back, and hopefully, it's good. I hope so too. But I mean, it's like, uh, what is it? Matt Reeves who's making it. Yeah, and I, I like him. I like him a lot. Right. I have utter faith in this guy. Uh, but. <sighs> We need that fucking movie, man. Like, I'm worried that it's going to be. They need to, like, hurry up and save Batman before it's too late. <laughs> right. Well, it, it's kind of, well it, to me, it's like, are you going to lose him as a director? Because these things get in development hell and then they just don't That's go anywhere. That's true, actually. You know? That so, is true. That scares me. So, last piece of news. Uh, this one is kind of, it's sort of loosely uh, related to the Spider-Man movie. Okay. So... Amy Pascal, producer for Sony. She's been a producer forever. Um, she produced all the the Spider-Man great, movies. The great Spider-Man movies? Yeah. All right. Um, she has left Sony for a first look deal at Universal. Okay. Um, so this is kind of there. People are of two minds on this, which is, uh, you know, we should be really happy because Amy Pascal seems kind of incompetent. Um, she's kind of like the Kathleen Kennedy of the Spider-Verse. Yeah, but now she goes and ruins anything cool Universal has, if that's the case. Yeah, but I, I mean, guess if you're a superhero fan, though, your allegiances lie with. Right. Well, that's the. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, she's going to build I like, a hell I like of that a you dark kind of, universe. I like that you kind of brought that up because, you know, like, I mean, you're right. I am coming from right. the. How does this affect Spider-Man? Correct. I haven't even thought about the dark universe, but also who gives a fuck? The mummy well, sucked. She, no, I agree. Like, I don't care about the dark universe, so to speak, but it would be cool to have a good producer or good person over at, at Universal that to would... make monster movies, whether or not it's going to be the dark universe. Agreed. But Agreed. if they're bringing in some dumb hack person, right. then that sucks for anything they have. Right. And I mean, it's one of those things. We should all be cheering for competence in jobs. And uh, I don't think that she has much. Oh, um, but then the other fear is, is that we've got uh, uh, Tim Roth, who, uh, or Tim, what is it, Tim Rothman, sorry. I was going to say, sorry. What, you had Tim Roth news, no, no, I got no, really no, no, excited. No. no, we have Tim Rothman, and we have, uh, oh God, I'm blanking on his name, the guy I said who was a douchebag, um, Avi Arad. Okay. 
Uh, so we've got those two kind of in charge of like the Sony side of things now. And it's like, do you really want to like Tim Rothman has gone out and said, you know, uh, superheroes are just terrible movies and, and he has no respect for them and he doesn't understand the audience for them. That was back when he was with Fox. He was in charge of the X-Men universe when it was during its its worst years. Okay. During the X-Men Last Stand, during the X-Men Origins phase. Okay. So do really we want, a great time for the X-Men. Right. Yeah. So do we want Tim Rothman in charge and Avia Rod in charge? That's that's kind of a big no. Because then the fear is, is like they could take Spider-Man back. Hey, they could take Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> hey, that would be great. Just fire those two. Kathleen, you go take care of Sony's superheroes. Yes. Um, it won't be much worse. I actually would argue that she would do a it better would be job. A better, yeah. Well, it, her movie, yeah. The Star Wars movies overall have been better than like the side outside of Spider Verse, right? Like the Venom, Amazing Spider Man movies, like Sp- Spider Verse, also known as the Fluke. Yeah, the Fluke, the Fluke, the Great Fluke of 2018. And even more so, you know, I'm coming from that comic book uh, uh, fan base sort okay. of uh, side of things, but some people are thinking. Well, maybe Amy will sort of broker a deal with Universal so that we can finally get a standalone Hulk movie. Oh, because that was, I mean, yeah, she but was it'd the be a pr- shitty Amy standalone. Hulk I mean, movie. it would be I unless mean, they gave it to Marvel the way Spider Man. Yeah. That's what pe- because she was the bridge between Sony the and Kevin. Bridge between two people. The bridge between two peoples. There are so many bridges between two peoples. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, that's kind of the end of the news. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't. I can't think of any other news. Oh, uh, Pikachu uh, leaked. Oh yeah, the Pikachu leak. leaked, quote unquote. Yeah, they purposely. That was a funny little trick. That was a very Deadpool thing to do. I mean, why does Ryan Reynolds like everything that Ryan he Reynolds does? Like he has to be Deadpool now. I, I don't mind it. Like it's fine. It's good. It's a nice little PR stunt. But yeah, I mean, let's go into shit we watched. Yeah. Um. So I, uh, I, th- I can't remember if I brought this up on the show, but like a couple months ago, I had started that Manhunt Unabomber show. Um. It's fr- it was a Discovery Channel TV show. Okay. And it has Paul Bettany and the Avatar guy. What's his name? The main character, Sam Worthington. Sam Worthington. And I gotta say, Sam Worthington is not that bad. Hmm. Like they put him in a role where he wasn't action man. He was like, he was like, a, he's like a linguistic expert who okay. like is trying to use language to figure out who the Unabomber is. Sure. Based on the manifesto that was sent in and shit. Okay. And uh, it goes through the whole story of like how the FBI tracked him down and caught him. Mm-hmm. And it's really good. And Paul Bettany's always good. And he plays the Unabomber. Um, and it has enough of like, like if they go into his backstory a little bit where it's interesting, like you kind of understand his, his, uh, his like theology or his, 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 like his way of thinking, but the way he goes about trying to get it out there is fucked. Yeah. You know? Yep. Um, but it makes it, but it's not like fucking the Ted Bundy movie, which we'll talk about, which is like, it almost doesn't demonize him at all. Like clearly this guy's a fucking lunatic. Right. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, I would recommend it if people want to watch something like that. I was really surprised by how good it was, to okay. be honest with you. I was okay. very surprised. Um, towards the end, it got really good when it's like, you know, Ted Kaczynski kind of gets a little fucked by his defense team. And it gets to the point where you almost feel sorry for him. No. 
I mean, no, but in the but context, in the context, of, context the show, of the show, right, everyone yeah. deserves a fair hearing, right? No one deserves to have their lawyers backstabbing them. I suppose. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I don't it's know. just they, interesting. If the evidence is pretty damning, I don't know. I mean, you're right. Like to me, like you know, there are certain terrorists out there and shit where like they deserve. I don't. You know, right. we've had this conversation right. before where it's like it's war, kill him. Mm. But it was weird. It was like I didn't realize like how they caught. It. It's just. And, it, and it's crazy to me that he did it for 17 years before yeah. he got caught. Yep. I mean, what the fuck? But but yeah, they go, you know, like uh, actually um, the woman from 40-year-old virgin and like Glee, uh, the blonde-haired lady, what's her name again? Oh, I yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um, yeah, she plays Janet Reno. Oh. Which was interesting. It's not a... Um, yeah, no, not, it wasn't bad. bad. Uh, Jane Lynch. You know... Will Ferrell did a great Janet Reno. <laughs> Just have him play her in a serious show. She was, he was really not half bad. I yeah, mean, it's true. Actually, she, this is going to sound horrible, but he was probably closer in looks to the real yes, Janet Reno. Yes, he was. Than Jane Lynch. I mean, it's, it, do you remember when she showed up on SNL and he was dressed as oh, her? Oh, yeah. That was well, a good great, for her, too, to have like the sense of humor to right, do that. Yeah. Hello, but, Janet. <laughs> But yeah, it was uh, it was really good. Um, so what did you watch? So I watched Kill the Messenger with Jeremy Renner. Okay, what is that about? I don't even know if I've seen anything on this. So this is about a journalist. This is based on real events. Okay. Uh, based on a journalist who discovered during the Reagan era that the CIA was uh, to funnel the war in, um, I, I'm forgetting what country the war was in. Um, I think, not Brazil. Anyways, um, there was a war. It was we like the, the Iran Contra stuff, like the yeah. It was, it was the Contra stuff. Okay. Yeah. So we were trying to fund the war. Uh, so they actually brought drugs up from yes. from a South American country, and the CIA was basically looking the other way and helping fund the war effort through selling drugs in the U.S. Right. Um, giant, you know, huge revelation to the people. Um, and it's about the, the guy, what happened to the guy who broke the story. Right. Uh, Jeremy Renner plays the guy. Um, and this is a biopic that I actually really quite liked. Oh, really? Nicaragua. Um, Nicaragua. Yes. That's what it was. Yes. Uh, this guy did a good job. Um, and it's one of those things where it kind of makes you realize like, and, uh, you know, I say this while both of us have our cell phones out. So anybody uh, in the government can hear this, but, uh, hello, Trump. Yeah. Hi, what's going on? I fucking, yeah. Anyways, (laughs) anyways, um, I, uh, I was disgusted by what the government can do to people it is crazy uh this man's life his career is ruined okay like the, the main character is he yes. based on a real guy he's too? based on a real guy okay uh they come after his personal life it puts a strain on his marriage he's got he's got three children i believe um and uh it's it's a tragedy it does not end well for him and it's sickening because uh, right when the um, like the Monica Lewinsky stuff was going on, okay, that's when the CIA revealed that all of this was real. Basically, because there was a whole media shitstorm going and on, and you so could they, do it. So you could they do, do it, that so strategically. It's fucking. It is crazy, horrendous. Well, I mean, dude, even to the to everything they they usually like release big news on a Friday. 
Right. Because people aren't going to pay attention in the weekend by the time the next week rolls around. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit. Yep. Yeah, and, it's crazy. And the, and the worst thing was, is like this was from a small little uh, paper. So they, they, the, the, the media lambasted this dude because they're like, oh, we didn't hear about this. Oh, why are, why isn't the Washington Post covering? Oh, it's because the chief editor of the Washington Post used to work for the CIA and has hired CIA. So he's involved. Like, yeah, yeah he's close. He's got to buy. So they just bury this dude. They bury his story. They, you know, he goes to shit podunk town you know and this is jeremy renner this is jeremy renner i might want to watch this this is a this is a pretty fantastic it's a pretty fantastic little movie what's it called again kill the messenger kill the messenger and they did kill the messenger it's a it's a very apt title okay um yeah made you very mad it sounds interesting it was it was very good it was very good i highly recommend it jeremy renner is fucking fantastic this dude needs he needs more attention i know he's an avenger but he, needs he is more great. He's great. Yeah. And he everything he's in. I really like him quite a bit. Um, Best part about tag. Yeah, oh, yeah. He could have been. He might have been. I mean, I'm a, I'm a madman. Uh, what's his name? Myself. John Ham. John Ham guy myself. But I think Renner had the better bits. But yeah, uh, I watched a twofer. I was on some airplanes. So mm-hmm. and now airplanes are like the place to see movies that you like kind of forgot about. Like I'm going through right. the list because now it's like it's not like this is the movie. It's like here's the screen or you tap in through the Wi-Fi on the plane. Yeah. and You just have a list of a ton of free movies, which is awesome. Right. Uh, the first one I watched was Ben is back. Okay. With uh, Julia Roberts and uh, Mr. I am always the teenager nowadays. Uh uh it's escaping me hang on hang on folks you're gonna have to forgive me i even had it up and i'm still fucking this up uh mr i'm always the teenager lucas hedges right yeah yeah i believe lucas hedges was actually in kill the messenger <laughs> i'm not i'm not even <laughs> Dude, joking he's in, like everything i think i think it was him i'll look this up while you're describing but uh, yeah and then courtney b vance is in it but basically it's about uh um ben is the son of this family and he's mm. in rehab and he shows up at the house for Christmas and it goes through all the typical recovery movie shit. Um, almost to the point where having been a person like being a person who's from the recovery world, it gets a little irritating, right? Because it's like, you're trying to check all the boxes like, Oh, here's him at a meeting and here's the person speaking at the meeting. And they say the, the, you know, uh keep coming back it works if you work it or all the cheesy you know bullshit which is like it's legit stuff that you hear and see and do so you're telling me you're a big fan of the movie uh it was i liked it better from an entertainment perspective than like the the um the steve carell one a beautiful boy that right. I watched. Okay, right. Um, like the performances are pretty good. I I like Lucas Hedges a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Julia Roberts. Um, but it's another one where it's like, it's not that hopeful. Okay. Like, and I don't want to go into spoilers. Okay. But it's it doesn't leave you off. And I get it. You're trying to like make people feel like you know you're trying to shock people into like how big of a problem this is. Right. He's a heroin addict in the movie. Uh, his girlfriend died from a dose that he gave her, like in the, you know, and the parent, like you meet the parent who has to live with the fact that the daughter's gone and giving advice to the one who still has her son. And By it's the like, way, uh, 
Lucas Hedges was in <laughs> Kill the Messenger. Of course he was. But no, I mean, it was pretty good. I'm going to give it like a B minus, though. I didn't think it was great. But okay. I'm kind of a I'm a hard line on this movie. Right. Like to me, the best recovery rate related thing I've seen in a while was that second episode of um, the horror show. Oh, right. That uh, was like yeah. great. Yeah. Like, you know. Like because House on Haunted Hill. You creatively like dealt with the demons that a drug addict is go, you know, dealing with. Right. And because of the context of the show, yep. you could do it in a way that wasn't so like cheese ball. Hey, we've seen this a million times. Right. You know what I mean? So it yep. made it more interesting to me than this. Right. Right. And that's funny that I get that out of a horror show. But <laughs> But they did a good job in that. So, yeah, I watched that. And then the other one I watched, um, I'm probably going to get some shit for this. I know this movie is getting, like, great reviews. Little Woods with uh, Tessa Thompson and uh, Lily James. Okay. Um, Have you even seen the previews for this? Nope. So, the premise is basically that they're sisters. Uh, Lily James, if anybody doesn't know, was the um, baby driver waitress girl. Yeah, I like her. I like Tessa Thompson. I believe she was also from uh, from that fancy British show. Oh, was she? I believe so. I think she played Cinderella, too. She did. Okay, so so the so the premise is their sisters. Tessa Thompson was adopted Um, their their mom's dad or whatever. Lily James has a little boy and is like living in like a trailer. Okay, like a trailer park life. And and Tessa Thompson is like, oh, she's like she's like on probation for selling drugs or whatever. We watched the trailer for this. It looked great like when i saw it on the plane i was like fuck yeah like i didn't realize this was on here right i'm excited to watch this um i thought it was good but i wasn't like it looked kind of boring i thought it was going to be way better than it was Mm -hmm. i think that expectations kind of fucked me on this one because when i saw the trailer i was like wow that looks really good right and like it it gets really political does it in like the because because I mean, I don't know how to really say like they're in like kind of a they're they're on the border of Canada. Okay. And they need to get to Canada to get something done that they can't get in the States because of insurance. Sounds like, sounds and, like a medical thing. Right. Okay. Um, but it's all it's not just that. They double down. Oh. And there's like this whole thing where like Tessa Thompson's character is like telling the sister, like, you're so brave. And I'm just sitting there, I'm like you know, I'm not against what they're doing, but I'm not sitting here like I don't understand why it's so brave, I mm. guess. But you'd have to see the movie to understand the context of what I'm saying. Right. OK. But I don't I don't like that doesn't work for me. So maybe that kind of drags the movie down, but I'd still give it like a B. I thought it was good. OK. You know, OK. Uh, like the all the, the drug stuff with Tessa Thompson's character, like it's interesting that. The one who kind of has it together mm. is the one who pushes the drugs and the one who's like in the trailer park mm. isn't doing the criminal. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like right. that was an interesting concept. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd give it a B. I don't think it was great, though. I was disappointed. OK, I was disappointed. And that made me sad because right. I was really, really excited when I was about to watch it. But, OK. Uh, anything else you watched? Yeah, I watched uh, Long Shot. Seth Rogen. Uh, Charlie's oh, yeah, the, the funny. This yeah. is supposed to be good. This is very good. Is it? Actually, um, I 
dare say I loved this movie. Really? I thought it was great. I think this movie, because this didn't do very well at the box office. Is this better than any of the comedies last year? Is it better than Game Night? I know that was your yes. top comedy. Yes, it's okay. better than Game Night. It's definitely better than Game I mean, and Game Night was fine. But uh, this is this is laughing throughout the whole movie. It gets a little stock near the end, a okay. little bit. Um, but uh, I really, I feel like they actually utilized the potential of the story probably to great effect. To points where, like, this is not a typical you know, uh, a romantic comedy because there's no scene where so-and-so goes and talks down a dictator who's, you know, uh, uh, has a hostage, you know? Sure. Because she's secretary of state in this movie. Okay. So that is very cool. There's uh, there's uh, an insurgent attack in one of the places. Cause, so basic premises is that Charlize Theron is uh, – Work-obsessed uh, politician, secretary of state, um, and she is going to run for president. Okay. And Seth Rogen is a fuck-up failure. What a surprise there. Yeah. Um, he's Seth Rogen. He's Seth Rogen. He's stock Seth Rogen, he, which I like. Who's a writer um, and who has recently lost his job because a, a huge conglomerate bought his little, uh, little rinky-dink newspaper. Okay. Um, so... She hires him as a speechwriter. They go on trips. That's how they get to know each other. Um, so he's there for everything. It's not very contrived, I feel. I feel like it actually works very well. Um, the comedy is is great. Some of the best Seth Rogen stuff because the drug stuff isn't so over the top. Okay. It's, it's more character interactions. Yeah, stuff. it's not a stoner movie. No, right. it's not. I mean, there are stoner bits sure. because Seth Rogen Seth is. Rogen. Uh, yes, <laughs> but I'd say it's the least stonery out of all of his shit. It's the least like, oh, look at all these like fucked up sex jokes and look how raunchy sure. we can be. It's not Amy. It's Schumer. like a real mainstream kind of movie, but, but it's really well done. Really well done. It's sure. rated R. So, I mean, it still, oh, has, good. It still has that raunchy shit. But it's it's good. Uh, yeah, I would give this probably like a B plus. All right. Um, highly recommended. And it gets political. Okay. I thought for, for a movie and it doesn't do it. It waits. It waits okay. until the third act because it's a big character bit for Seth Rogen, who's a pretty far left leaning guy. And I think you'll be happy with this. Really? Because it deals with. Democrats saying fuck you Republicans because you're a Republican. Okay. And how that's a wrong stance to have. Okay. And then it deals with also like, hey, maybe Republicans shouldn't be okay with like giant conglomerates that fuck over the little guy. Sure. And so it sort of finds the middle of the road and like, hey. So he's like the libertarian character. He's like the. No, 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 no. He's not. The movie seems to be maybe taking a little bit of that stance, which is great. Yeah. But politics are fucked. Yes, Basically. we're yeah. all fucked. All right, well, and I'm, this, I'm game for that. Yeah, I, but do we know like Charlize is like is she a D or an R or is it not? For most of the movie, it doesn't matter, and we don't know. I mean, it's I think it's pretty obvious that she's a Democrat. Okay, that's um, Hollywood, I guess. But, I mean, she she runs on a platform of, and I feel like this is. I mean, it's a movie that's well thought out. It's the least controversial, I feel, of like sort of democratic stances, okay. <laughs> which is the the environmental one. Sure, you know, all um, right, and I feel like. I feel like she makes some good points. Um, also, he makes some good points because he's like, hey, you're just like every other politician. You know, you come with great intentions 
And slowly all of that shit gets whittled away until the point where you're left with a bill that sounds nice, but does nothing. Right. And I was like, this is great for somebody who's pretty disenfranchised with politics. This is fucking great. It sounds like, I mean, everybody's saying it's pretty fucking good. I highly recommend it. I'm, I'm cost 40 million to make it made like 10 or 11 million opening weekend. It's really sad that this movie isn't going to make its money back. So. Uh, yeah, I might go see it this weekend. I might. I urge everybody to go week. and support this because, yeah. I mean, I mean, I got to see Pokemon, but yeah, everybody does. <laughs> got to catch, catch them all. all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the only other things I have here, uh, I'm actually going to talk. I'm I'm about seventy percent of the way through Doctor Sleep, which is the right. Stephen King book, the sequel to The Shining. Okay. Uh, Ewan McGregor is playing Danny Torrance in a movie later this year. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see when we'll get a trailer for that. I'm assuming the movie is pretty much in the can at this point. Right. Um, it's really fucking good, dude. The book is? Yes. Mm. Well, and I thought I did not expect it to be that good. I thought it was just like a thing that he just decided, fuck it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have any ideas right now. I know it's been 30 years. Let's just shit out a, a Shining sequel. Right. But basically the premise is like he's like a alcoholic in his like 40s or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, it's funny because it has a lot of this like AA shit that I kind of talked about in the other one. Right. But reading it, it's not so goddamn annoying to me. Mm-hmm. And it like serves a purpose like as far as it's interesting because it's it's not about his recovery. That's just an aspect of the story. Right. Um. But yeah, he's basically, you know, he still can shine. He still like sees ghosts and shit or whatever. He's still but got this, the shine. He's got the shine. He's got the glow. <laughs> the glow, right? <laughs> but a little girl needs his help, and she's okay. like the strongest. But the plot of this is that there's a gang of these like they're uh, they're called the True Knot, and they just have been going like through the countryside for like hundreds of years or whatever, and they kill like the people who can shine, mm. and as they torture them, as they hurt them, there's a steam that gets emitted, and they keep their everlasting like they're like vampires really yeah it's fucking great they keep they they kill them for youth wow yeah so basically and now this little girl is like the strongest one that they've heard of you know they can like there's a couple of them have different powers and shit like one of them can actually like make someone sleep just by like saying like you're tired, go to sleep or, oh, no. you know, and like over time, like when they fade, like there's different things they do. Like when they're dying, they like phase out. So you're reading and it's like, oh, his skin became translucent and all that was left was his eyes. They cycle like it's fucking I love it. It's batshit. It's okay. really good. I was going to say we've gone into full like superhero mode here. Yeah, like, pretty much. It's it's. Uh, I mean, I I'm gonna take your word for it. The killers are great. Like the gang of kill. You know how he writes his characters, right? That's like, true. You know, like you know all their names. There's like Rose the Hat and like uh, you know the Doc or whatever, and fucking all the different characters on the good side, right? And, yeah. and you know, like the fucking Rose the Hat is like the leader of the gang, the True Knot, mm-hmm. and she's fucking great. And he and it's a newer book. And it's funny because I'm not used to reading like new Stephen King. Mm-hmm. So it was weird to me. Like there's a part where they're talking about the little girl, like when she was a baby. Right. And she like uh, at the beginning of the book, one of the first ways you get introduced to her is she's like a newborn and she just will not stop crying on the morning of September 11th. 
and then the planes crash into the buildings oh. and she stops crying and it's like shit like that that's pretty good it's pretty good yeah, dude i can't wait i hope they don't fuck it up so i hope it's not pet cemetery right <sighs> so we've got a few other to do you have tolkien left yes and, and i'm gonna have... save i did watch chernobyl right i will say real quickly that it's fucking amazing but i don't want to talk about it because you haven't seen it yet right so how was tolkien and then we'll get into our two shared viewings i the guy that i saw it with a buddy of mine he really liked it mm-hmm. i thought it was a fucking snooze fest i gotta be honest mm-hmm. like the first half of it i was just completely like i don't even i don't right. care right you know like it it was just it was a typical safe like biopic in the vein of like the queen movie only it didn't have queen music okay and i thought there was going to be more about like lord of the rings like how he came up with the idea and that's in there but they tried to keep that kind of like subdued it's also um it just wasn't uh, I, f- I forget what it is but it's it's not like an authorized biopic like it's not an official that's what i heard i heard the sun didn't want it to be made well because um there there are things that tolkien said that he did not like like he didn't like the fact that like people were tying his friends from world war one into the characters that he wrote for for the lord of the rings and uh, he did not like that people were making an analogy between uh, Mordor and the not the Nazis. Now the movie doesn't really do that. It though. doesn't. Okay. No, I mean, so obviously, if he was in battles, he's going to have like like it's not it's not like it doesn't do that at all. Right. But it's not like oh, good guys, bad guys. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like no. So and that might have been why I didn't like it as much. Maybe I would have liked it more if it was like some weird way of telling his story but and they kind of like put little moments in where it's like oh that reminds me of you know when he was whatever how how was nicholas holt though he was good and lily james or lily collins excuse me was good okay uh, as the love interest um mainly as far as it it tying into lord of the rings the thing that it really did was push like the friendship like he's got like a a bunch of buddies it kind of reminded me of like a losers club type thing mm-hmm. where and you know i just imagine them as like the hobbits okay. you know okay. but it's a, it's a snooze fest it's a c it's just a, it's fine okay um it's not creatively shot it's yeah. not it looked pretty boring it's not very good I'm i mean this sorry. is one of those ones uh, trust it, your eyes people yeah it looked boring it was boring it was boring and it got better towards the end but it it was boring and it was like i don't give a fuck about his romance with this woman i just don't that's not what interests me about tolkien i know that that was a big like i do know that that's why that's pretty accurate is that was a huge part of his life like he always i don't know if you notice this there's always like these these like star-crossed lovers or like in his his stories stories, like really powerful romances and that's pretty good but if it's boring it's boring yeah it's boring that's it well were it's you shit. Anno- Arwen and Aragorn was boring. Were 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 you annoyed? We already uh, know you were bored. No, I wasn't annoyed. I mm. was bored. Okay. I was bored through the first half. I mean, would I tell people not to see it if they're interested? No. Okay. Like like I said, the person I was with really liked it. Okay. So I just was like, this is this give this gives me nothing. Right. I would rather go read a Wikipedia article about his life than right. this than watch this movie. You know what I mean? Right. 
Um, so Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Not as disappointing. Not as disappointing. <laughs> it wasn't as bad. And people are shitting on this one. And I thought this was way better than this the battle a, one. This is a way better episode. And it's still, not very good. It's still not It's still not great, but it's, it's still just, broken in some parts. There are some, I mean, and I'll be interested to hear what you think. Uh, obviously, spoilers for this, people. Yep. It's been, I mean, at this point, at the time of release, it's been five days. Yeah. Um, and I have not heard your opinion on this yet. So I don't even know. I thought it was fine. There, the thing that I was most happy about was the fact that we finally had a no shit moment. When the fucking dragon gets shot, you're like, oh, something happened. Yeah, but I have a problem. That's my biggest problem. Okay. Because to me, like you've built up these dragons as like they were going to turn the fucking tide. And like the fact that she had these dragons was spoken about like all across the universe. And now I believe in the span of like five episodes, we've killed two. Yeah. Uh, As in killed, like did the, I, made the ice dragon would have been killing the first did, one. Yeah. Did I um, did I say it on the podcast or maybe I just said it to my girlfriend? This is the death of the dragons. Like this, this season is like they're all gone. Like magic in itself. It's going to be like this is the death of magic for this world. Yeah. Okay. Fine. But you still need to like show that these dragons that everyone was talking about being this big threat are actually a threat the fuckers like ha- they're on a goddamn ship with uh what do you call them the the javelin or what the fuck do you call those big bow and arrow things there's like a name for right them. there's a name for them but yeah but they're on the front of the ship right and like i'm assuming they can't just easily be turned around the other way and shit like first off how did they surprise she- the dragons first i off. mean well I, okay Secondly, okay. Okay. secondly, okay, okay, okay. I'm, I'm going to take this point by point. Okay. okay, one. So she's flying. She's pretty cocky. Yes. Um, and based on what we saw from the terrain around them, and I don't think that this is great by any means. You know what I'm saying? But I'm you're, just, you're saying there is a defense. For there it. is a defense for okay. it. But there is there there are giant mountains. They're waiting in sort of like a canal sure. that yeah. you couldn't really see because it's surrounded by mountains, right? Um, or at least very high rocks. So to me, that's not the worst thing in the world. Um, okay. Uh, and I sort of get like why she backed off because. She was stupid in that, like, it's, it's, to me, it was dumb, but also she was in a rage because she starts flying in and it's like, of course, you're not going to fire your fire at them because if you're close enough to shoot them with fire, they're close enough to shoot you with the fucking bombs. So she was smart enough to not do that, but you're absolutely right. It's like, fly behind them. It's not, it's not, flying is not a two dimensional space where you have to fly right at something. You can go and make a giant arc behind them and then come at them from behind. Like you said. There's no reason why she shouldn't have burned all those ships right after that happened. Right. I mean, she could have figured a way to do it. Right. Um, But she didn't, which was, that's frustrating. But at the same time, it was, it was. For story's sake, it doesn't work if she does that. And for me, it makes sense why. Okay. So we've got dragons and basically it makes sense that there's this guy, Kyburn, who's like, okay, well, dragons are just animals. They're just, they're just upping what we need to create for war. So of course I'm going to, and they already established it in um, the other episode where it was like the thing and they tried to shoot it and it just like, didn't have the range or whatever yeah. to c- get the dragon. So they made it, it's bigger. It's, it can shoot farther. I get it. it 
it doesn't work for me like as far as the lore is concerned that you build it, it doesn't work because of what you've you've created in these dragons you haven't like treated them like they were animals like the whole time they are the fucking biggest thing to happen in this universe they're the difference they're the only reason danny could get as far as she did right was supposed to be these dragons you shoot a couple with a fucking arrow and it's dead the ice guy throws one fucking ice chunk at one of them and kills it. Okay, I like that because that makes That's him... like magic, though. That That's magic. And you and, turned and it, makes it into it... an ice dragon. I could forgive that. That's fine. Right. Well, and it, it made him in even more badass. Because right. you're like, oh, shit. Like, this he was can before take... we knew. This was before we right. knew we, how we he knew... was going to die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, just, just, a, just a waste. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I look at that and I'm like, it makes sense. Sure. And also, it's kind of nice because, one, Danny needs to be humbled, like, right quick. Because she is just... She's awful. She's... The, the thing is, is like Game of Thrones, it's like they're like, they're ruining their characters. I mean, I haven't liked her in a long time. But yeah, but this season has really not gone a long way for me at all. Um, and I was basically on board with her. Ah, she's been annoying me a little bit here and there, but right. I was basically on board, but... This season, no, like I'm just not. Well, okay, let's. The good things about the episode, right? I love the idea that like Sansa's pulling like a little finger by like giving Tyrion the nugget of information that she knows, right? Well, like she's not supposed to, but mm-hmm. she know, she understands how it works. I'm so sick of Sansa. I think she's pretty good in this episode. I liked. I liked the whole Tyrion varies discussions. Like that was their the talks best are the best scene in the episode right. they're just great characters yes and they haven't deluded themselves with bullshit yet. yes exactly you know what i mean exactly yeah you know what they are you know their motivations they're interesting yeah you know they have disagreements but they're respectful with each other well, about those disagreements well and the way that that scene is structured is interesting because it's a matter of like Tyrion seemed like a person who had never before he met Danny. He was not somebody who followed people. He was not a believer in leaders, really. Right. Correct. And now he is, and now he's being forced to question that again. And what does that mean for him? It's it's an interesting character. It's yeah. an interesting character moment for both of them. I would agree. And that's why it works. None They're just the, so great. Like from a writing standpoint, there's not a lot of interesting stuff in this episode. Like it's a fine episode, but there's not a ton of interesting stuff for the characters. The best moments are those and uh jamie and uh and brianne well and i heard people shitting on the whole jamie leaving brianne thing but i thought that was actually pretty good that made sense to me it makes jamie a tragic character because he goes to what he knows right well and you don't you're not entirely sure right like you know he could be going maybe he thinks he can kill her i mean we don't know but if he is going back to protect her that's interesting too right so either way yeah. It interests me. Right. I mean, it's good because, I mean, if he does kill her, that's a very poetic ending because sure. he's not. He was the King Slayer. Now he's the Queen Slayer. Right. It's pretty good. Um, there's some. I had a friend who was like, oh, why is Cersei not like shocked and pissed when she sees Tyrion? Um, you know, alive because she's like, she oh, is she, pissed. She is pissed. She but, hates it. But she's like, he was like, why? Why isn't she shocked? And I'm like. Well, because she hired a cutthroat to kill him. Like he, she knows that he's not trustworthy. Right. Yeah. Like really? Yeah. Like she that's knows. a gripe. 
like I'm sorry, like there are legitimate gripes with this season, but that's not one of them. Right. No, and I don't think the Brienne Jamie thing was one of them. Either. I don't I don't think so. Uh I I don't think that Danny people were saying like Danny's character being an asshole is really one either because to me this has been this is who she you've is. You've been missing this the whole it's right. all it's all about her. Right. And yeah, the longer is, she's gone through this the more it's been about her. Right. Is she nuts? Is it something genetic? Right. Is you know it, she mean, is just a bitch in that Jon Snow scene. I wanted to punch her in the oh, face. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh my goodness. When he's like, oh, oh, you love me, huh? Like I have to tell my family. She's like, the only way that you this will work is if you don't. Well, yeah. well sorry. I but wish- I, you know, I'd be like, well, you know what, Danny? I'm sorry, but I actually am the rightful heir, and I'm just gonna go tell everyone right now. And well, then you're fucked. Well, and the worst thing is is she goes, she's all what did she say? She's all I wish things could go back to the way they were. And I was like, I, I literally said it out loud. I was like, oh, you mean when you had all the power? Yeah. And it was a one-sided relationship? Oh, oh, okay. It is kind of funny. If you just went out there and was like, guys, by the way, this is the true nature of it. Right. She's done. Like, yeah, she'd be done. But he's too much of a nice guy. He would never do that to her. All right. Well, he should. Because mm. she's not very nice. Right. Well, I mean, we'll see if uh, John ends up like Ned, which is an interesting thing because, in all honesty, I never. That's thought true. He doesn't know how to play the game right. He's right. he's yeah. He's too. He's I don't too think, nice. I, I don't think Danny knows how to play the game no. right either because she's relied on the fact that she had the force <laughs> of dragons behind her, and that people were like, "Oh fuck, dragon queen," and now it's like, "Oh fuck, a dragon is an animal." And we can kill it, and we're on pretty yeah, even footing should. right See, now. See, that's a problem. That's a, because they always knew they could kill it. Yeah, like, it's a, but like it's, it's a matter not, of it was never an invincible creature. Like they were around long enough in the past. There's enough lore right. on them to no. know they can be killed. Uh, no, I'm not saying that nobody ever thought they couldn't be killed. Right, okay. it's, it's the idea that this is what war does. It just makes makes us better at creating things that kill okay. each other I, I mean if you want to try and spin it that way i still think they just fucked it up it doesn't make sense to me um the last scene of the episode not in love with other than the Tyrion cersei stuff that yeah well th- what's new right right, right. i mean because the was characters a, that are the interesting like good characters right. are the ones that have the meat in the fucking episode right it's absolutely true but like the whole like oh uh we're gonna kill misande and and okay and, and gray worm's gonna freak out it's like um yeah anybody who saw like the setup shots for this uh we already knew how this was gonna play gray out worm can't fuck her anyways people it's not that sad <laughs> they, they could like Scissor? Like, like, like scissor. I don't know if that works for him. <laughs> Poor nothing, guy. Nothing works for him. Sadly. <laughs> it's just a weird, it's a weird romance. But right. no, I mean, yeah, they're, they're, it seemed like they overestimated how much I'm supposed to give a shit about Grey Worm and Masande. Right. I really. I mean, it's it like, okay, I like both of them, but it's sort of like the second that you set up, like she's in chains and she's there and she's overlooking the whole thing and there's no uh, railing. Um, you just, It's like, you know how this is going to go. Like, I'm sorry. It's just yeah. a very predictable scene. But the Tyrion and Cersei stuff was great. I mean, yeah, what's new? Uh, they're great characters. Yes. They're fun to watch. Yeah. Varys is great. Like when he's in the scene, like it's just fun. It's fun to watch their interactions. Like the, this show, rem- like, okay, 
this reminds you of like not that this is like a great episode, right? But it does remind you of like, oh, this this is what games of Game of Thrones is supposed to be. Yeah, like characters like talking each other, like you know, politics, and you know, it's not just really dark scene with monsters running around banging into each other. <laughs> it's not The Walking Dead, right? <laughs> um, now I would be remiss, or we would be remiss, okay. If we didn't deal with the one thing that some people, I'm sure, are waiting on bated breath for us to talk about. What's that? The Starbucks cup. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, that's bad. It wasn't a Starbucks cup, but everybody was like, oh, did you see like they did like figures and found out like that Starbucks, because everybody thought it was a Starbucks cup, got like what equates to like nine or ten million dollars worth of free advertising what was it just a coffee cup it was a coffee cup yep it, it was looked a white... like a starbucks cup yes but you're idiots for leaving that in the shot how to me that encapsulates this whole season yeah well we tried but we forgot about like this blatant thing <laughs> it's pretty good and it reminds yeah, and it reminds me of uh, Kit Harrington when the first uh, episode came out. I guess um, the day after it came out, he said like, uh, you know, I don't want to be a jerk, but anybody who uh, doesn't like this or whatever, not to g- shit on critics or anything, can go fuck themselves. And it's like, Kit, I'm sorry. Um, I know that people worked hard on this, but just because you work hard on something doesn't mean it's good. It's true. And and he's like, oh, somebody spends a half an hour writing a thing on their their thing it's like what well, doesn't really matter how long it takes for them to write their review of it a review is just a summation of how you felt about something that's right yeah you can't yeah you can't right. you can't change how people feel about something just because it's been i if if it mattered how hard someone worked on something john carter would have had a hundred percent on rotten tomatoes oh because, boy oh boy because <laughs> they spent a lot of money and worked really hard on it we're still on shit we watched um <laughs> i started watching this it's on it's on netflix right oh, now. oh john carter i started i okay, started well no no hold off we got to do an episode we'll on do, it, we'll on do an episode on it i don't want to talk about it right sure, now sure sure i sure. know it's gonna make me really mad when we do <laughs> love that movie so you got through brian cranston part then i, I assume yeah i got through brian cranston okay. bit one of the biggest wastes of him by the way he was good he's good he's fine but he needs a bigger role it's brian cranston they it's, really went all out to make that movie they really did they really they did. really wanted their star yeah. wars before they yeah. well, actually that would i would rather we get more john carter than this star wars that we're getting i'm sorry yeah. I kind of agree with that. You know what I mean? It's something like, new and different. Yeah, exactly. Star Wars is creatively bankrupt and, right now. And, and someone, if, I, if someone would have heard me say that 10 years ago, they would have been shocked right. by me saying that. Right. But that's honestly how I felt, feel. I just. Yeah, I yeah. agree. But yeah, never mind. Fuck that. Now our lead in review. To the biopic. To so the we biopic. talked about Tolkien because I saw that. That yeah. was one biopic. Uh, Kill the, the Messenger. Well, can you can you name this movie without looking it up? No. Um, that's not a great marketing thing, by the way, because everybody will know this as the Zac Efron. It's the Ted, Ted Bundy, Bundy movie. movie. Yeah. Uh, shockingly evil. Something, 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 something and wicked vile. and vile. Yeah. Shocking, shockingly, my guess. Shockingly evil, extremely wicked and vile. Sure. All right. Dee-dee-dee-dee. No, <laughs> extremely wicked, shockingly, shockingly evil. evil. Fuck, uh, I flipped him. Yeah, flipped him. And vile. Yeah. Uh, 
We both watched this. What did you think of this? Uh, I thought that this was stylistically very boring. Um, I actually took kind of great offense to the fact that they basically went out of their way to almost make you question if Ted Bundy was the one who did this. It was For weird. 95, 98% of the movie is meant to do that. I don't think that. I thought it was maybe the beat like up until the point where up until the point where like, OK, there's one part um, early in his story where basically somebody fingered him as the guy who did something. Yes. And like based on what they showed you in the courtroom, yeah. like if that was the evidence, right. they made it seem like, oh, well, he should have gotten off right there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Right. But then it, it got it started to get a little better. But the first half hour, I'm like, this is weird. This is almost like one of those movies where someone's wrongfully accused. Right. Uh, I mean, but it's also got things like you have like sex scenes and like him joking around. And I totally and completely understand what the point that the filmmakers were going for is, which is uh, you can have a charming killer. It can be somebody that you're friends with, you love, whatever. Point being you did not demonize a man who is, by all accounts, one of the most horrific monsters that has ever lived. 38 plus people. They and the things they that he did to these it's people insane. is atro- it's it's I almost feel like like I use atrocious and horrible a lot. There are there are no words. It's fucked. I mean, and the fact that you treated him this way. I don't like it. I don't because the whole point is like. Like, okay, could you imagine 15-year-old kid watches this movie? They're being introduced to Ted Bundy for the first time. Like they don't know who Ted Bundy is. Yes. Right. You don't have that context. You're going to walk away basically thinking, oh, my God, did he do it? Maybe. I mean, okay, so he wrote the thing on the. the, You know he did it. You know he did it. But the fact that they spent so much time trying to make him seem like a human. But I, okay, so I, I agree that it is weird that it feels that way, but I get it because that's kind of his mystique, right? Was that he was like this I am, super charismatic guy. I, um, I understand. But I, all you had to do was like splice in like a scene where he's canvassing a girl or, yes. you know what I'm saying? Like to me, you could have still done, like gotten that point across yes. while also doing this. Exactly. And they wanted to go with the other route of that kind of being the focus. I, I feel like this movie is kind of broken from inception because it's like, oh, we want to follow the girlfriend and we want to follow him, but we never want to see him doing any of the killing until the very, very, very end. Yeah, it's weird. And it's very it's a, strange. It's a movie that's built around one scene, which is the revelation scene at the end of the movie. And I feel like by doing that, you fucked your whole movie. Well, and it's not a revelation to anyone who knows who Ted right. Bundy is. Exactly. Yeah. So you're just sitting there in frustration the whole time. Like, why aren't you showing this? Why are you doing this? Well, and even like the interesting, weird shit that he did, like the crazy shit he did, like yeah. when he breaks out of the, the when he jumps out the window, yeah, when he jumps out the window or when he escapes through the roof, right. like yeah. they didn't give you enough of that for it to be like interesting. Right. It was just like, oh, like because the story with the one where he goes up through the roof is apparently that there was like an apartment for one of the cops up there. Right. Yeah. And he like broke into his apartment, and stole his clothes and like walked out and like, yeah, they, you would never have you guessed not that put that in the movie right right and and i would say okay so getting into other things i think i feel like um stylistically this is very boring yeah it's very it's, boring. it's very boring visually uh i hated 
I like, okay, the soundtrack is actually very good, but I hate the placement of every song in this. Okay. We've, we've discussed that before. Uh, it's, it's unnecessary to make him seem cool with, by playing this music while he's doing a thing. It's unnecessary. It's, it was a weird movie. It's funny too. The uh, the director of this, he made the Ted one Bundy. about the tapes. Yeah, the t- yeah tapes. Yeah, and yeah. he also made the um the 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 uh, the Metallica documentary. Yeah, and he made what I think is like one of the best documentaries as far as true crime ever, which was Paradise Lost, which is about these like like quote unquote satanic child murder. Right. Kids yeah. Who, yeah. You know, and uh, it sort of is not shocking that James Hedfield shows up in the movie. He's so bad with his little bit of dialogue. So you it's text terrible. So you text me that. And I was like, it's not as bad as I was expecting. Based oh, really? On, Cause you text me that before I watched it. I was like, yeah, it's not good. But <laughs> I don't know if I'd be like, this is like, atrocious. I couldn't believe like, I'm like, I'm sorry. It breaks immersion to mm. it's dorky ass. James Hetfield. It was unnecessary. That's for sure. Um, let's talk about the acting. It gave you something in the movie to be like, oh, oh, there's a thing. Yeah, yeah. right. I guess <laughs> uh, uh, the uh, acting, though, the, the acting. acting. So we got Zach, Zach Efron. And what's the uh, the female's name? Uh, Lily Collins, because right, there's Lily yes. James and Lily Collins. Right, Collins. Yes, she was yes. in the Tolkien. Yes, bio. she's a biopic. Lady. So I'm going to get my opinion out of the way, and then I'll let you kind of just say that I'm being a negative Nancy. Oh but, boy! Uh, but uh, I didn't think that Efron was all that great. I thought he pretty much was himself. Now, no, he's, negative Nancy. He's he's fine. Like he's not he's not bad. No, but. I did not think that they did anything. I don't think they gave him anything to work with in this to do an interesting uh, performance. Well, clearly the best parts of his role are like, like they redo that scene where like the guy brought him out in front of the press and he kind of like, you know, that was good. Uh, The part where he's doing the interview, I thought he was pretty good. And I want to see him play crazy Ted Bundy. though. Right. There is no, no, like there's nothing there. And and the this Lily Collins, she's fine, too. But I don't think I mean, the fact that she spends half the movie depressed and sleepy, uh, not drunk and drunk, not I mean, there's not a lot to chew on there either. This is a pretty middle of the road. Just like uh, what about I see dead people? Haley Joel. You know, um, I mean, I knew it was okay. One, it was distracting right from the get go. Is it is it is it him? I think it's It's him. him. And then you find out it's him. And uh, oh, come he's on. fine. You didn't know it was him immediately. I questioned it. because I was like, is that him? <laughs> I mean, it looks like I think maybe. But I was like, ah, but would they give him such a small role? And then he becomes a bigger role. He does. And then I'm like, OK, it is him. He's fine. Also, um, I actually. I don't know. I mean, I actually thought he did a pretty good job. Actually. Yeah, I think he's a good actor. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I just uh, everybody's kind of like, oh, Zac Efron is amazing in this. And I'm like, is he, though? He's good. Is he? I like him. I mean, that part of the problem is I just like him. I like inherently Zac, like him. I know? like Zac Efron. Right. He's he's a good actor. Yeah. But the point is, is I didn't think, see anything special or that far out of his. I, in fact, I, I don't. I didn't see anything out of his wheelhouse. It, it in is this. interesting because the movie was trying to play up his charisma, but the way that I would have done that is to show it as a two-sided monster that he is. Yes. Like you show the bad parts. Yes. So that the charisma, you're like, oh wow, that's really amazing range. 
by the yes. performance yep. and by the act by the actual guy had right. range right as far as the bullshit he was pulling on right exactly but exactly. they didn't do that at all no um how did you feel about um oh god the judge oh malkovich malkovich uh i mean he was malkovich yeah right he was yeah so he was likable there's one thing and i I'm, I'm i feel like he phones it in constantly <laughs> But, but yeah, he did. They had the part where he basically tells him, like, think you went the wrong way, son. You could have. It's so weird I, that that actually happened. Right. And, and it's the fact that, like, this is, like, real dialogue from that. Yeah. That, you know, and uh, that was a little sickening to me once you heard, like, the things that this judge said to him. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, yeah. you need to just there's something wrong in your head to see what he did. To, he's found guilty you yeah. just gave him the death penalty yeah and you're like oh i would have loved to have you in my courtroom he's a monster dude but that's just it though that's the point of this movie i think right is that he like somehow was able to like cover that up in the eyes of people i mean right. i don't but they don't show you and like it's weird maybe you're supposed to be watching it as people watch the court case because they didn't see exactly sort of what he that did that either was, yeah i thought that I, was kind of the idea but it's not as interesting no you know and you can't it, fucking like silence of the lambs doesn't work unless buffalo bill and shit and you're seeing like the raunchy fucked up shit that yes. they were you know what i'm saying yes like it just doesn't it's not a thriller there's nothing thrilling about this no it's very it's very boring right i mean i what what's your grade you, i would uh, I'm, you were I'm, just about to ask i was just gonna ask you i think i'm gonna go with and this is riding almost purely on the fact that i hate the inception of the idea the for concept the film. right uh i'm gonna go with a d plus okay i'll give it a c minus okay i mean again this is like tolkien this is just there's no, I, I wasted my time watching it. It wasn't right. horrible. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's not, it's not very good. It's one of those times where it's one, it, I don't always get mad at movies, but like this one is like this, this really like this happened. Like this is very kind of a, kind of a big deal. It's like, oh, I got mad about how they treated my superhero. Like this is, this is like a disrespect level sure. of mad. That makes that is very frustrating well, from a director who probably should know better. Right. Right. I mean, he probably knows a lot about true crime. He's probably yeah. studied a lot of or talked to victims of shit. He's, yeah. You know. Uh, yeah, it was weird. Well, and, you know, I didn't I, when I saw the tra there were people pissed when the trailer came out and I yeah. was still like, OK, well, let's see what the movie is. Right. Because. You know, but yeah, it's, I mean, I get why someone would be pissed, I guess. I wasn't, but it it did. I, I walked away like I'm mad that I wasted my time watching that movie. <laughs> well, good. We got to talk about it. Yeah. So, so you were bored and annoyed. Yes, actually. Yeah. I Yeah. I started bored. I ended annoyed. Oh, man, that's the worst thing, too, is like, you know, it's on Netflix. So I'm watching it and I swear, like first 15 minutes, I'm on my phone. Like that's bad. And I I'm all I'm of the opinion you treat movies with respect. People worked hard to put this on your screen. Dozens, if not hundreds of people. <laughs> and I'm just sitting here and I'm like, nope, fucks. Fuck this movie. I'm done. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame you. It wasn't great. But I think that leads us to our topic for the week. What's what's up with the what's up with biopics? 
So yeah, we we thought about this. It was funny because we kind of went back and forth on this because the 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 topic is are they inherently boring? Right. Um. And I can tell, kind of uh, speaking for you, when you had biopic in your head, you have a certain type of movie. Yes. Like like you know like this right like this or Tolkien I think would fall in that category. Right. Bohemian Rhapsody is very much the uh, archetype for this. But I would say they're not inherently boring. It's how okay. So there's a few factors like you can do something interesting with them i would think like vice would be a good example of that um wolf of wall street right is kind of a good example of that where you kind of you kind of tweak the realism of it you know like right. it doesn't feel like something that you're watching on the history channel or something yes that that's how this this ted bundy movie feels that's how tolkien feels it feels like a like a lifetime cable tv movie or some shit oh that reminds me that's exactly what i said about the movie while yeah, watching it is right. this feels like a made for tv movie so i mean i kind of twisted this this a little bit you know like are they inherently boring i went a step further and answered that question for myself which is a lot of them are and yeah how can we revitalize the biopic i mean i don't think that you even need to revitalize it i think that because there have been some great ones there have like been, there i have tanya been. is fucking good so that's what i i look at this and i'm like they're not all bad i do get i just get so bored but you with, don't you're not like ready to go see it when you hear that one's coming out correct? no it does not get me excited no because a lot of the time it's like i feel like i've been burned on them enough you know, I mean, and it's also like it takes me back. You, do you ever watch um, uh, Entourage? Uh, no, I okay. watched like a couple episodes, but I cannot say that I've. OK, you know. so Vinny Chase, main character, he does okay. like the stock sort of thing, which is, oh, when you're starting your career, you need a biopic. You need a rock. So he does one about uh, I think it's the Ramones. OK. I think. Um, and I, I just. I kind of hate that because it does feel like stock Hollywood bullshit of like, we're going to do the musical biopic, man. And yeah, we're going to do it about the fucking business. But like Wolf of Wall Street. I'm sorry. I do not like Wolf of Wall really? Street. I know that people love that movie. It's good. Yeah. I fucking despise it. It's a movie about excess and the whole movie is excess because it's like three hours long of like this horrible horrible human being i think it's pretty fucking entertaining and, and i i don't find it because i find him so despicable okay. as a human being that i can't find it entertaining um and i know that that that's me but i'm just sitting here i'm like oh like they all have the same fucking beats they're st they're like if a story is told chronologically they're all the fucking same especially for music ones and especially for business ones and that is fucking boring well it's funny because you say that and i think my top rated movie this year not my favorite but i think the best movie this year that i saw is that fighting with my family right and that's a biopic right yeah yeah um and it does follow the beats but it's good right and I, it's hard for me to kind of because because i can't say you're wrong it, like i, I mean, have to watch it again and really try to put together why it's so much better than you know other shit you've seen like maybe right. it's just the subject matter you don't see mm -hmm. wrestling movies right that's true um maybe because it focuses more on like one aspect of it like his her family right um whereas like for instance you know the obvious big one that recently came out was bohemian rhapsody right. which to me is like 
if it didn't have the queen music in there to fool people into thinking it was an enjoyable movie right it's just as fucking lame and it's boring as it gets to it's, be honest it's the with doors you. movie but now you know right. and uh i mean i haven't watched the doors movie with with uh, uh val, kilmer. val kilmer in a long time i almost said jim morrison it's like yeah of course <laughs> but uh but I haven't watched that in a long time, so I don't know how well that movie will have aged in my mind. But Bohemian Mass- Rhapsody is just disintegrating in my mind as I think about oh, it. Oh, it's so bad. Because it's just like, it's so stock and but again, so safe. But again, right, that's the thing. So like these bad movies, I'm calling them bad. I'd yeah. still give them like C's because they're like, I guess they're okay. Like mm. I can't, I can't look at it and say like, I got, I thought that this was just like, I was laughing at how bad this was. Right. But it, there's nothing exciting about it. I, yeah. I there's mean, there's nothing to make me want, ever want to watch that again. Nothing. So, so nothing. I've been thinking about like, how do we, you know, revitalize okay. the genre? And I'm like, I think you pack up the, um, the chronological storytelling or the reliable narrator because, the reason that Vice is so interesting is because it's it's shot and edited in a way that is so quick paced and so interesting. Uh, you can't help but pay attention. It's all over the place. It's right. all over the place. Well, and I, Tanya, did a little bit of goofy things, too, with, with like the people, interviews with the yes. actor. Like, it wasn't the real people. Right. But it was like there was something different about it that gave yes. it like a different feel. Well, like that. It bit, didn't feel like a boring, oh, let me tell you this person's story movie. The, the scene where uh, uh, Margot Robbie chases Sebastian Stan out of the house with a shotgun and she turns to the camera and says this definitely never happened right makes the movie interesting interesting right so i'm kind of done with like oh i can take everybody's word for this well what about like a schindler's list type deal because that's a biopic that's a biopic and that's a great biopic right. obviously so um, so what so that i think one, you have to have but that's, it has that's, to be a story worth telling that, maybe yes yeah because yeah. if it's not because if you had just made a straight i tanya movie it really it might not have been good no a movie about tanya harding who gives a fuck right but right. the way that they did it was so impressive and with Schindler's List, that is one of the most inherently impressive stories it's so that you good. could tell. Well, and and okay, well, here's another aspect of that too. Like, I, I would say Lawrence of Arabia is another really good one. Mm. Um, but like, you know that they take liberties, right, with the story, like, right. Um, and they do they do in Queen movie too, but yes. it might not be to advance the story. It might just be like, oh, because it's more convenient. Right. Whereas I feel like in the good ones, they'll probably make a change because they're like, okay, if we combine these two characters together, right. then we can have these two characters bond in this way. Right. Or, you know, like do something really emotional here. Right. You know, it they don't schindler's list and lawrence of arabia don't feel like they're cutting corners and doing anything stock in them right they're they're using their real life stories to tell like an interesting narrative story that's not just like oh queen we let's make a queen movie right give me the articles about queen and let me just fucking you know right yeah i i i I do think that um, 
Yeah, it is. Uh, I lost my train of thought. Well, is Citizen Kane a biopic? Even because it's based on a real person, but it's, it's based, not a real person. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that. Well, I think technically it, it's not. I mean, it's, I think it, technically like, it's not, but it but it plays like one, right? Uh, and I mean, and I'm not, you know, just tear away my cinephile card. I'm not clamoring to watch Citizen Kane again. Sure. Okay. Um, Ooh. Oh, Ooh. oh, the greatest film of all time. Really? We never topped it. Technic- like, technically for its time. It was it's amazing. A very, it's a very, it's very be- good. Yeah. It's a very good movie. I feel like anybody who says we it's the never best. Topped it. <laughs> I, I just I feel like that's such a like a pompous, idiotic thing to say. I do. It's like, I look at me. I like film. I it's like not, Citizen Kane. It's not in my top 20 favorite movies. No, no, no. Um, but anyways, I. So I I just I just I, I can't get excited but, by them. But the but the but the uh, the the topic is, are they inherently boring? I think I. So, I mean, that's one of those things where it's like, OK, you can are make the, you can make the argument that they are because if you at this point it's not like forever have they been okay but at this point are they and i would say the straight biopic without a schindler's list level of like story worth telling is inherently boring if i have to watch a movie about like good charlotte and how they got together in the 90s and two cousins and they were I don't ever want to see anything remotely close to that ever again. I kind of like the ones that are like like um the the Winston Churchill one that had, mm, had right, what's right. his name in it uh fuck. Gary Oldman Gary Oldman duh uh in it was kind of about one thing yeah you know what I'm saying like that's interesting to okay me. like Lincoln. you have a situ- it's a situation basically Lincoln. Lincoln 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 was boring as fuck. And it was about one thing. You're right. So, I mean, it's kind of like. But I Lincoln mean, was good. I didn't hate Lincoln. I thought it was boring. I mean, okay. it's, it's it's fine. I don't hate it. It's a hell of a lot better than the two movies we just talked about. And or I, the Queen movie. I agree. I yeah. agree. It's a movie that is a two hour movie that's stretched out into like a three hour movie. You can chew on the performances. Daniel Day-Lewis is amazing. Yeah, what else James am I going to say? Spader was pretty good. In yeah. That too. I mean, it just, it just. I liked it. <sighs> it's not great. No, it's not. It's not great. It's definitely not Spielberg. It's not in Spielberg's top 10. No. Um, I don't even know how many movies Spielberg has made. It's, it's not, not in his top, top 10. 100% guaranteed. It's not as good as The Post. Oh, was that the one with... Uh, oh, God. That was uh, Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep with the, uh, the Vietnam. Oh, right. Yes. Oh, that's a biopic. Right. You know what's funny about that? And that's that? a good one. What's funny about that is like the glorification of you know the Washington Post. And then, um, and then I watch this, uh, oh, kill the messenger, the and you're like, you're, you fucks. So it's, it's one of those things where you're like, ah, they're all fucked. Doesn't matter. <laughs> but no, that is now. Yeah. So, so basically what we've learned from this conversation is nothing. No. Basically the point is don't make boring cookie cutter biopics don't assume do here here okay yeah. here's what i think it boils down to don't assume that your audience is so interested in the subject yes that you don't need to make it interesting for those who aren't yeah does that i mean does that I feel kinda, like that's a very good thesis statement yeah i mean if we were going to be writing a paper that's the thesis I bet statement you huge queen fans 
probably loved Bohemian Rhapsody. Right. And like someone who's super into like Ted Bundy shit probably could go either way just because of the way they decided to tell right, that right. story. But you can't you you have to make an entertaining product. It's a it's a movie. Yeah, it's a movie. It's not a fucking it's not a documentary. Right. It's not, you know, the goal is to entertain your audience. Right. To make and, them feel something. Right. And, and you know, this is sort of the problem with our premises that it's kind of like, well, how do you handle it? Right. You know, because um, you, you asked the question of like, if they change things, are sure. you OK with that? And it's like. Well, yeah, if it services your story and it gives you like a, a, a better emotional payoff. And it doesn't absolutely. completely shit all over like the con- like the right. whole theme that the actual story right. was. But then, you, but then you get into something like Ted Bundy, where he <laughs> he writes Hacksaw on the fucking the, the, the window. Yeah. And it's such a movie moment. You know that that never Probably happened. didn't happen. It's not It could have happened. It never could have happened. happened. I mean, we don't even know if she came like to the jail to visit him, but that never happened. That uh, that is such a movie moment, and I'm I'm sitting here and I'm like, this movie is broken. I know I'm just getting back to like the <laughs> the, the reviewing of that shitty movie, but it's like like they're they're like making the like sawing sound as he's moving his finger, and you don't you're not seeing what he's what he's writing and they're cut, they're intercutting it. And it's all like, Whoa, this is crazy. Sure. And it's like, no, I don't care what he wrote on there. It's you're, it's broken. This is a broken scene. Cause it's like, it doesn't matter because like, I already know what he's doing. He's, he's writing the thing that happened. Like you're right. There's no tension there. Fuck you. Your movie sucked. Fuck it. It's a D. It's a D. It it's dropped. A, it dropped. Just thinking about it, it, it dropped. It dropped. See, I can't give it a D because I was like, I wasn't sitting there like entertained on the edge of my seat. But um, uh, by the way, he did make up that moment with the hacksaw thing. He right here. He did actually a phone call in the memoir. It was a phone call. It was a phone call. And it he said he said hacksaw. Uh, it was not an in-person visit on death row. So that was the most extreme, blah, 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 blah. Something I believe in, blah, 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 uh, da, 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 da. It was dramatic license that she made him admit it. Yeah. That conversation's more obtuse in real life. He never yeah, really admits to her to the really degree. Because he never really admitted right. anything. So that's such a movie She was moment. satisfied that it was an admission, but it wasn't nearly as dramatic or specific as we show in the movie. But you're right. It's a movie moment. But I, movie moments happen, happen in real life, too. They do. That was such a movie moment that I'm like, this is so fabricated. I hate this. And it's the fact that that's the scene that you built your movie around. You're right. That's a shitty fucking movie. It's odd. It's a shitty movie and it's a shitty biopic. It's so shitty that it made me not want to see biopics. You're done with biopics. Between What's that, the next biopic that comes out? I don't know. Oh, if the it's Elton not, John? Yes. That's the other thing too is I'm like, okay, like my experience with biopics and it's almost like I just like forget that I just saw Kill the Messenger, which is, you know, but it's yeah, like, no, that's a biopic. It is right? a biopic. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, I almost forget it because it's like, you're good. So you don't count, you know, but like, there's a part of me that's like, okay, Bohemian Rhapsody, not that impressive. This movie, not good. And then I'm like, 
I'm not excited for Rocket Man. I like at all. No, it's, it, it looks exactly the same as Bohemian Rhapsody. And Elton John has good music. And Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, Queen, great music. I don't give a fuck, though, because it looks boring and cookie cutter. It could cutter. be good. Could it, be good. It looks cookie. It looks so cookie cutter. Uh, what about the uh, the the Hollywood one with um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood about Sharon Tate with Leonardo DiCaprio and and uh, I completely and one hundred percent trust Quentin Tarantino to make an entertaining film. Right. Yeah, it's going to be out there. It's not going to be. You he know might what I mean? Not even, he might do exactly what we're saying, which is. Uh, unreliable narrators. Right. Uh, sto- Tori is the Tori story not told sequentially. I mean, dude's smart. He's going to make a good movie. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. We will see. But yeah, I don't know if we have anything else to say about biopics, but fuck them. Fuck them. See, I'm a biopic fan. Go watch Patton, people. Go watch. Go watch a classic old old biopic from a different time. You know. <laughs> Watch one of those old uh, biopics. Ooh, Green Book was a good biopic. You know, you know what's a good one too, and it's like funny because I like. You're absolutely right. Like I'm not going to pretend that they're like there are all no, shitty. Yeah, right. Because right. we've listed so many that I like. Sure. Um, do I want to like watch them again? You know what I mean. Like a lot of them don't have much rewatch value sure. to me. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and that's like one of my favorite things. It's like a movie that I love. I love rewatching movies that I love. You know. Well, that's why. Did you watch The Witch this weekend? I no, know. I didn't. You, but that you was why that. I was shocked because I watched that and yeah. I like didn't think it was great the first time I saw it, but I right. was like ready to pop it in and just start it over. Right. And that is exciting. Um. Like Hereditary last year, I left the theater. I was like, I have to see that I at 10 a.m. the next morning. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, um, but I was going to bring up another one, which is All the President's Men. That's, okay. a, that's a great biopic. God, it's been a long ass time since I saw that. I, I had to watch that for school. And um, it was one of those. So it was, a, it was a film class. I had to study the film. You had to go to a screening. Sure. Um, but I couldn't make it to the screening because I had to work that night. So I literally bought the movie and I'm just like, well, I hope that I like this. And I watched it. I'm like, this is a great movie. All right. So, you know, my favorite biopic of all time is what? John Carter. (laughs) Edgar Rice Burroughs. He was the nephew the whole time. Dude, spoilers. (laughs) Yeah. It's not like it said at the beginning. Spoilers. It's like, oh, man. (laughs) <laughs> it's that a real be, story that would be the greatest thing is if it was real hey magic is real people we, john carter is still out there those robots they can't see the uh the the helia heliumites or whatever the fuck they're called yeah the, that little mars rover that died <laughs> that's yeah that's what happened yeah yeah john uh, carter came and landed on it john that's what carter, happened no that dog the little dog character yeah. yep uh yeah Bar- or that or that awful it's princess for of, a rewatch princess barzoom the deja awful- thoris oh god she's great she's not great yes she is great character great love story my great jeddak yes it's let great. me tell you about the thing that i did yeah but that's the point that's the dialogue in the whole movie that's I, like the cheesy pulpiness factor that's that the scene goal. it's that scene it, it uh, ups to a lot We'll save it She's for like another. She's like practicing. All right, uh, fine. No, we'll save it for another board, time. Hey, watch out for bored and annoyed reviews, John Carter. There's going to be fireworks. Yeah. The show might break up at that point. 
It's going to be like a band that's been scorned by their bandmates. Like the Beatles? Yeah. Like the Beatles. Yeah. But yeah, that, I think that's all who's I got John Lennon, led, Who's John Lennon in this? Uh, I am definitely Paul McCartney. You can be John Lennon. Okay. I want to live through this. So. That, that makes sense. <laughs> I am the John Lennon. I wrote all the great hits. Yeah. You can shack up with Yoko Ono. I'm glad that Watch we... Watch her ruin your career. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we don't have a Ringo star. That's true. Actually, you know what? Ringo's fine, people. He's fine. <laughs> But, but yeah, uh, that's it. Biopics. Yeah, biopics. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. If you guys have thoughts on biopics, what what's your favorite? Do you hate them like me, but secretly not hate them because they're actually not that bad when they're actually good? Or uh, yeah, just any uh, thoughts on our Game of Thrones review? Anything? Just drop us a line down at borderandannoyed.com. Correct. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Thank you. Got to get the last word. No, thank you.